Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We're Just Talking. <laughs> that's it? That's, that's it. That's it? That's just welcome back? That's all you've got? That's all I got. Welcome back. Well, if those of you who listened to our last episode from last week, we were... Well, I, for one, was exhausted. I don't even know if I was making coherent sense. I had just come back from traveling, and I was just like... I feel like much more energized right now. That's I'm also good. happier because it's Saturday. Yeah. It's and Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday, which is rare for us because we usually have a thousand million different things to do on the weekend. But uh, Julian's in his Kevin Ball robe and, um, yeah. and you know, we're just vibing. You know, it's just a vibing type of Saturday night. For those of you who watch Shameless, you caught that uh, that Kevin Ball reference. But he's got a floor length flannel robe on um, because in this house we're sophisticated. So it's all about like good vibes, relaxation and like, you know, zen. So zen. at all times, good I wish vibes, our house was more zen. And zen. I wish our house was more zen. I wish we had more fountains and more plants. Like I got, I started uh, a plant endeavor. I bought two plants to see if I'm capable of keeping them alive. And so far, so good. I mean, I'm just trying to, I heard that the number one thing that people do incorrectly with plants is overwater them. So I've been just waiting until they're like really, really dry. The soil is really, really dry before watering them again. So that's my plant journey. I will keep everybody updated on how that is going. But I got a monstera because that's my favorite. And then I got a cat fern because it's called a cat fern. Cat fern. And we have cats here, so. We do. We have three cats. We have three cats. So yeah. <laughs> I thought Catherine was appropriate. And they're both really hard to kill. So we'll see if I can keep them alive. But yeah, I do wish our house was more zen. I saw these like, and this is like a targeted ad, obviously, on Instagram. I saw like a stone, like fountain, like a bubbling, like water. Like we have a um, humidifier in our room, but like I think the sound, <laughs> and Julian calls it frogs because it sounds like every time the humidifier like picks up more water, it's just like. <laughs> like a giant frog. Yeah. Like belching. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so Julian's like, there's frogs in our room. But no, I would like a more um, aesthetically pleasing and auditory experience in the form of a fountain so i've been eyeing up uh little zen fountains to put in our room hell yeah it wouldn't fit at all in our room's decor but i mean it's fine it's fine it's fine it'll work itself out yeah i apologize again as well i still don't have my headphones because carly decided to take my headphones and then in pure carly classic fashion uh lost my headphones okay first of all the very first season of this show um you didn't have headphones at all i was the only one wearing headphones and the only purpose of the headphones is so that we can hear ourselves talking like when we're recording so if you just talk i'm just talking you're fine yeah yeah and you you didn't have headphones for the first i did i did but then i got you a pair because we needed them you for... gave me a pair which were then mine and then you took that pair without <laughs> consulting and me and then you lost them i did i and lost my i lost an airplane classic fashion i lost on an airplane i think if i I don't I don't even know where they went. I brought them with me because I knew that I was going to need like the the jack for the airplane. And I think I left it on the airplane. But yeah, we had like a panic moment with one of our guests last season. And we were like running around trying to find headphones because the only way that we can talk to our guests on the phone and record is with headphones. And obviously the the well, not obviously, but the little jack that's on our soundboard is like a, a normal like headphone sound jack, not like the Apple one. So we have a million pairs of the Apple headphones none of which were helpful for that for those calls so that was fun because i was like i ran around in a sweat for like 10 minutes trying not to keep our guest on hold but <laughs> you live and you learn and that's what we're doing with this podcast so what are we drinking what is this Pinot Noir. okay what is this Air oregon it's in oregon yeah we went to the liquor was store william sinette <laughs> county willamette uh, willamette valley willamette valley i know willamette is also a town in wisconsin i believe but okay. Willamette Valley, which I've heard before, is a uh, is a wine place in Oregon. But we went to the our liquor store, like the, the closest one to our house, is like down it's the like street. A, it's a buy right. It's Asbury a buy right. Avenue. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> down the street, and we go in there, and everybody 
almost everybody with the exception of that one man that was there the other day yeah everyone is stoned out of their mind uh-huh. all the time all the time all the time litty titty like they're just slow moving and just they're very pleasant and very nice oh, and yes. very knowledgeable about wine but they are blitzed yeah. all the time good for them though listen yeah i mean i mean that, yeah. yeah and i think those two guys are related they seem probably yeah well i will say though the one guy and i've seen this guy i mean several times yeah. higher than five kites <laughs> you know like trying to you know function and i'm like this guy's having a rough time but uh, normally when i go in there like i will say he's like their their selection is actually pretty good of everything a bunch of another buy right neptune and that's what they had practically nothing compared to the one in titten falls has um and the guy there like who's always kind of you know litty titty um he like gives us excellent advice on wine so like, every time i go in there he's always you know kind of like recommending certain things he knows what he's talking about he's very knowledgeable of it he's got um his friends own certain wineries out in california oh yeah so um like he he definitely does not and, and he's not looking to like get you to buy like the 50 dollar bottle of wine yeah like, he he knows that he like, pointed it, us right to the how much was this like 12 50, bucks well yeah yeah so he knows like what's up he knows what's light he knows his full body yeah so like he literally like he knows his shit especially his wine so like yeah kudos to him for that yeah we went in and he was like he immediately well he's always like lingering back by the like storage and then there are the other really stoned guy is in the front by the register but this person i think he might be the owner he's always like hanging out in the back by where the pinot noirs are which is always where we beeline to and he was back there again and he of course didn't remember julian from like the 56 times oh, he's been he'll, in never, he'll ever remember he'll look at me like he's never seen me a day in his life i'm there yeah i'm in there like every day yeah yeah he's in there all well obviously we've talked about this we keep going back as we keep buying wine at like three and four bottles a clip which is just simply not enough yeah. for us yeah um but he julian was like walked back there he's like hey man you know whatever he's like well can i help you guys find something and i was like uh sure and he's just like are you guys looking at cabernets i'm like no we, we typically like pinot noir he's like well i would encourage you to have all kinds like try all different wines but if you're looking for like a solid pinot noir like this one that's you know twelve dollars like can't be beat we're like okay and, and i said something like well i just got back from uh sonoma valley and, and napa valley so uh, it, uh you know my palate is now refined sir so <laughs> <laughs> obviously kidding but yeah we uh we had that conversation with the super stoned uh owner of byrate yeah no yeah, he was cool I, I was even looking for a certain um certain beer that i couldn't find around here which one the, was that the uh the, Car- gold, the golden road oh and um i went to the byrate in, in neptune which has nothing so then i went to the one titten falls i was like you know maybe the one neptune will have it i don't think the one titten falls will oh have the byrate neptune yeah the one that's on like sylvania that used to be built by Lowe's. yeah 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 so then i go to the one in on asbury ave and of course what do you know they have it right so, hey good for you you know let um, me know how that one tastes now we're now we have two bottles we have one it's literally just called oregon pinot noir <laughs> Yeah, Pacific View Vineyards, this Willamette one, Valley, and oh, well, that one, that one's a light. This one. is the light one, he said, and fruit forward. And this the other one, one is called Adele, and apparently this is more full bodied. Ru- what does it say, Russian? Russian River Valley, Sonoma County. Oh yeah, okay. And according so to California. our wine connoisseur, this is full body. So yeah. I will let you know how that is. So we and and this was a particularly heart wrenching trip to Byright because I have a pallet of wine being delivered. <laughs> Sonoma County. Well, when is it going to be here? I don't know. I keep checking. It says that it's uh, awaiting scan in at the uh, UPS facility. Well, I'll, go, I'll go to the UPS and scan it in then. All right. Yeah. I mean, one of us has to be home to sign for it because it's one of those things, you know, 21 and older. But yeah, we were like, I was like, oh, why can't my 12 bottles of wine just be here already? We have to buy like more eventually this is not gonna be a problem and we're gonna have too much wine in this house. So we won't have to keep going to the store. I don't think there's a thing uh, called too much wine. 
yeah, but I do no think that um I think we'll be in better shape when we have the shipment. Yes. To be like, oh, we need a bottle of wine, we have one. We don't need to like panic and run out to the store. Yeah. Which is what we insist on doing. Anyway, today's topic, we we want to do another travel blog because what better time to do a travel blog than when you can't travel? It's been forever. <laughs> so let's just talk about the things that we used to do when the planet was normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sad now. Yeah. Well, now when I put it that way, it's sad. <laughs> but yeah. So today we're going to talk about Peru. This is a trip near and dear to our hearts. It was our honeymoon trip. A lot of planning went into it. This is one of the trips that we use a travel agent for. I know I mentioned on the Thailand blog that sometimes we use travel agents, sometimes we don't. But for our honeymoon, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let somebody that knows the country very well tell us what to do, tell us where to go, and just kind of take the reins. So that's what we did. And we're super excited to talk about it because there was like so much. There was so much. How long were you there? We were there for like 10 days. Like 10 days. Yeah. yeah. And I also, I didn't argue with Carly, but I also, I thought we had mentioned this before. And I think maybe we have in some of our other episodes, but we never got like thoroughly in Deep depth. Into to it yeah to what to what our experiences were in peru so uh this episode we're going to go into depth mm-hmm. uh, and some of you may have never thought about peru but it is a absolutely amazing place to go and visit and there's a lot to do and yep. what yeah. else we so it's funny because we again it was one of those trips where we're like where have we not been where is somewhere unique that we could go that we've never been that's kind of like how like the attitude that we went into our honeymoon planning with peru uh kind of came across my radar because it's the country in which Machu Picchu is, which is uh, one of the seven wonders of the modern world. I think it's seven wonders of the modern world. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we can get, you know, and it's one of those countries that like, it's got coastal areas, it's got big city areas, and then it's got Cusco, which is like up in the mountains. And that's where you have like ancient civilizations that like still kind of exist today in the form of the Quechua people and Incan Incan descendants. Like speaking Quechua. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I misspoke there. They're Incan descendants, but the language they speak is Quechua. They're not Quechua people. Right, right. It's a language. Um, and it's, for all intents and purposes, it's, a, you know, almost a dead language in the sense that it's not spoken by anybody but the people in the mountains of Peru. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those languages that you can go to college and learn. It's not one of those languages that you can kind of pick it's up. It's an ancient it, language. It's an ancient language, but it's not like Latin because it's not something that people no. use. And it's not... Like, you talk about like Spanish? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just not a, it's just not a modern language. It's almost like ancient Greek. Like yeah. same idea. Well, no one in South America spoke Spanish until the Spaniards. Until they, it was colonized, yeah. By the Spanish. Right. Yeah. So all of South America, we learned, was, you know, you have all the uh, South American tribes that had their own languages, and Quechua was that of the Incan people. Um, I won't speak to the other tribes because I, I don't know, but... Um, it may even be in parts of Chile, too, but I'm not sure. I think I remember her saying... Oh, did she say that? Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, I the Incan wrong. civilization, I, I think, spanned across a couple countries. I think you're right on that. Yeah. But yeah, we used, so we used uh, elite tribes travel peru um it's owned by a woman named alicia she kind of and i found her online and she kind of just booked our entire trip for us i kind of told her what we were looking for and she just put together an itinerary and when i say she kept us busy i mean she kept us oh we were on the we were on the go the entire time time. it's to the point where like i ended up messaging her and she was great the whole time i was able to talk to her while we were there i messaged her like mid-trip and i was like can we have like a rest day (laughs) because we were dying like we were we got towards the end and we had like three days left and I was like can we just have one more day at the beach and she was like yeah like I'll just plan you know I'll just move some stuff around and it'll be fine um, like, one more, like one a day or two just kind of like chilling without like a plan yeah because I yeah. know like most people most people on vacation like they tend to gain weight quote unquote but oh. I know I came back I think oh, we, we both were came tiny. back and yeah. we were like we had like we lost were, 
were, weight. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were. We were just. We we were moving constantly. Yeah, but that's really on brand for us. We do that when we go away, and we also like learned from Thailand. I would have liked to see like mainland Thailand, like maybe Bangkok, and you know another town that was on the like mainland as opposed to just Phuket. I think we were in Phuket for longer than necessary like we could have definitely gone to other places in thailand and so i kept that in mind when i was planning peru i was like i want to see the whole country like i don't want to just stay in one spot in one spot and like just do one thing i want to make make sure that i can see everything hey all you true crime fans this is mike ferguson and this is mike morph and we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast criminology launched in 2017 We've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, we went in April of... 2019 mm-hmm. yeah 2019 after our wedding um, we were supposed to go the day after we got married in December of 2018 but because of my car accident uh, we couldn't um, because I wasn't you know I was kind of clear to go if I wanted to go and just like lay on the beach I could do that but I was like yeah no I have this like whole like really yeah, active like, vacation Machu Picchu yeah and so like we opted to reschedule it again um, Elite Travel Peru was amazing and helping us reschedule she meaning Alicia she um, kind of just rearranged everything it was far enough in advance like i had my surgery in october obviously and i immediately reached out to her and she was just like oh no worries like i'll just rearrange some stuff there might be some change fees but there might not be you know she moved some stuff around and we pretty much seamlessly changed it to april i think we ended up paying like a hundred bucks in like change fees for the whole trip which was great so yeah we uh went in april april is uh kind of i think it's kind of like a cusp uh month for them i think they're coming out of their rainy season so we were the weather was kind of uh, all over the place, I guess you could say. Yeah, it was like warm in certain spots, then it was cold in others. It obviously, was sunny yeah. in some, it was raining in the others. You know, yeah, so, and yeah. obviously as you get higher in elevation, which we were warned about climbing the mountains, you know, it, it got colder as you got up, as you went up the mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you were in the shade versus when you were in the sun. I, and I feel like we didn't really, like, I know I didn't fully pack for like winter, winter weather. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of packed for like spring. <laughs> so like I had like yeah. t-shirts and shorts. No, and it was spring. It was spring and we were moving so much that it just didn't like yeah. it didn't even matter. Yeah. But yeah, so we got we landed the first day. What did we do? We did a red eye. Um, we landed the first day. In Lima. We landed in Lima and we stayed in Lima for the night. But we had our, our travel guide meet us there and make sure that we got right. checked into the hotel properly. Mm-hmm. Then we had a drink. Oh, yeah. They welcomed us with their drink. Of course, we're very drink friendly on this podcast. We'll talk about the, the drink of choice in Peru. Mm-hmm. They greeted us at the hotel with a Pisco Sour, mm-hmm. which Pisco, I learned, is a um, distilled alcohol uh, made from the skins of grapes. So, um, you know, where wine is kind of used like, you know, it, it's the mostly the flesh of the grape and then some skins, depending on if it's a, a red wine, if it's a blush wine, if it's a white wine, I think that... You you know that determines how much skin of the grape is used in the wine but pisco is made from purely just the skin which is really interesting it was good i don't i, I don't know i couldn't isolate the flavor of it were you able to tell like what it tasted like independent of the sour mix tastes like a drink and makes me happy it, it tasted like a sour <laughs> yeah it tasted like a like anything like it's a, good yeah no, I, I think it's a little it's a little sweet yeah um but it is it was good it was good it was you know it's a good drink i can't really compare it but um definitely a good drink pisco pisco sour pisco right? sour yeah pisco and sour. it had
had like it had like a little egg white froth on the top it was really good but yeah it was i mean the people there couldn't have been nicer we ended up staying in the in the airport that was right attached i mean i'm sorry the hotel that was attached to the airport that in first lima. night mm-hmm. in lima yeah because the first day when we woke up so we got there late at night that's what yeah, it was, we it, was got like, there. it was like midnight I think. yeah and late. our um our flight to cusco no our flight to, our flight to lima yeah was really not bad i mean we flew no. we flew to miami first mm-hmm. so that was like three and a half hours mm-hmm. and then i think down to uh peru it was what four or five we were there pretty quick yeah i, I mean we, it, it, it was wasn't not, long no it no. wasn't that bad um no no time difference a little bit of a time difference obviously right, right. was there time? there was right yeah i think it was um or no I can't remember. I can't remember either. Because where it's positioned, yeah, it might just like be straight down. Straight down. You just think South America. You're going. Or I'm going to the West Coast. I'm going to like California. But it's like, yeah, no. It's like actually just straight down. So I think it might be the same. It might time. be the same time. Time. Yeah. yeah. You might be right on that. If it, if there was a time difference, it wasn't much. Yeah. No. It was. Yeah. I think it. Was, I think it was the same time. Yeah. I think same, so. Same time zone. So we got there. And and that's at like sea level. So Lima's at sea level. See, yeah. Lima's at sea level. Lima's their capital city. We ended up kind of passing through Lima. We didn't spend too much time in Lima. Unfortunately, not. We, but, yeah, yeah. But where we went was totally. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I'm not like salty about it. Yeah. yeah. No, but I hear that like uh, surfing in Lima is great yeah. on the on the beaches in Lima, but. When we did go to the beach, we went far from Lima. We went about two and a half, three hours from Lima to yep. the beach resort that we stayed at. But for, that was at the end of the trip. But first thing in the morning, we got on the plane, right? Yeah, we got on the plane. Got like on immediately plane. got on the plane and we flew down to Cusco. And we flew to Cusco, which Cusco. was about an hour and a half. And it was on like a little puddle jumper plane. Yeah. Um, which, which is, yeah. Yeah, it was the way to go. That was the way to go, yeah, travel-wise. Absolutely. And then Cusco is higher in elevation because it's you're going from sea level to the mountains. Yeah. So we... Um, we, we I think my uh, our travel agent planned it so that we would be gradually ascending. So we, um, yeah, but we, you still, you're ascending up. The second you land, you're way higher than where you were. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But yeah. you did, they didn't just shoot you to the top of the Andes Mountains. They put you like yeah. halfway, and then, and then what ended up happening was we would hike up almost the rest of the way, yeah. or take a bus or whatever yeah. it was. But yeah, so there was like an, a big elevation difference. You know, it was, it was, it was a little shocking. You get off the airplane, you're like, whoa, like you just, for us, it wasn't, it wasn't so like you saw people like grabbing the walls and grabbing their chest. Well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So we land, we land and I don't feel anything yet. I'm like, all right. Like I kind of, I don't know where we are, but I don't feel anything yet. We deboard the plane. Carly goes to the bathroom. Yeah. You go to the bathroom, right? Yeah. And then halfway while you're in the bathroom i'm like wait a minute and i feel like yeah. this, this gravity like pulling my ass down hard as hell <laughs> right <laughs> and you come out and you give me this look like you felt it also yeah yeah <laughs> i, like, I right, felt like, like i was being yanked but off we're the good we're, we're, we're young we're strong this ain't shit so well, yeah not even like i mean we were we felt it for sure you can definitely feel it it's, it, you it. notice it yeah but you, there were people that were like struggling yeah, I was a little bit like, oh, is that person going to be okay? Like, I don't, like, you know. Like, couldn't breathe. Like, yeah, I think a lot of it was in people's heads. They were just like, kind of like, almost in a little bit of a shock because they they weren't expecting to feel that way. To, it's only gravity, you know? Right. But you can definitely feel it. I know we, we deboarded and like, I, felt, I almost feel like I was high yeah. for the longest time. Just because of just being weighted down like that and, and your mind is like, what is going on? <laughs> you know? Like, right. Yeah. So we get to um, Cusco and yeah, that's right. We ended up staying um, in Pacari Tampu. Pacari Tampu was the hotel that we stayed at and it was so cool. It was like very traditional uh, Peruvian like decor. The little village hotel. When we, when we got when there. When we first got there yeah. that had the breakfast spread in the morning yes, remember very good yeah it was great beautiful and um well one well, one from the airport we immediately leave the airport right? yeah 
we meet up with our tour guide who, who got us there. Her name was um, Milagros. Mil- Mil- Milagros. 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 I'm sorry, Milagros. <laughs> Milagros was absolutely amazing. Incredible. Um, I mean, talk about like the smartest person. Like she just knew that country's history better than anybody I've ever met that knows U.S. history. Yeah, and I that I know a lot of people. Like my father is a freaking yes. U.S. historian. And yes. this woman was able to just from the top of her head, just tell us about her country Everything. for days, for days. And more of like the ancient part of it, not necessarily yeah. the modern day Peru, more of like the Incan Empire. Yeah. For hours at a time talking to us. But the first thing we did was we drove to like a zoo, right? So we're petting llamas. Yeah, we saw the llamas. And I'm like, I'm getting alpacas. hit hard as hell from the gravity. I'm like, so we're just yeah. like petting llamas' faces. Yeah. Like feeding them, feeding like them acid, something. Like an acid trip. Yeah. yeah like feeding like, them like grass. Like well, we would just pick it, remember? Like feeling I'm, I'm going to fall off the trail that we're on. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And we learned about the difference between alpacas and llamas, which I don't remember. No. No. <laughs> I know that one is like squattier and then one's like, I think llamas are the ones that are uh, like skinnier, like more camel like. And then alpacas are the ones with the long hair. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm that could be wrong. That one. Yeah. But interestingly enough, uh, in Peru, they eat alpaca. So do, which we tried, which we tried. Yeah, it it's was very good. good. Yeah. yeah. They also eat guinea pig, which we did not. We try. did not try. I felt bad for the guinea pigs. Yeah, I couldn't. Well, because they serve the whole animal. I mean, it's just like a Cornish hen they call on your it what? plate. Quee? Quee. Quee. Yeah. Delicious guinea pigs. But I, we, we just wouldn't do it. Yeah. But we so we went to this llama farm and we learned about all the llamas. We kind of learned about the people of Cusco as well. And. And we also learned that when Peruvians kill llamas, they not only eat them, but they use their 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 fur. They use they like they, they use, use the whole the animal. animal yeah. yeah, which is a rarity here in the states. Obviously, yeah. we're so wasteful with everything. But it's like if they're gonna take the life of the animal, they can at least use the whole thing. Yeah, for good. Not you know just take what they want. Then yeah, that's it. So our tour guide showed us around the first uh, set of ancient ruins, which was in Sacred Valley, um, which is in Ollantaytambo, which is such a cool name for a town. But yeah, it was. Uh, so we saw like ancient like our first like ancient civilization ruins um walking around which might sound boring to some of you but i mean that was just like julian and i love stuff like that so we were like walking around seeing you know the um the plateaus that they would farm on and things like that and it was a pretty light day the first day it was more like cultural and uh kind of just like walking around type of thing um we went to the markets and you know museums and things like that and then we ended up having i think like a traditional lunch with milagros right the first thing in that little town um i'm trying to think i can't even remember i'm, yeah. I'm assuming so yeah it yeah was, well we did a lot of yeah we did a lot of yeah it was nice down it was stuff. in Sac. it was in Sac, which is like PSAC. the the textile yeah yeah and that's where we saw the um chicha 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 right that's what it's called this wasn't a town that was colonized by the spanish and it looked like you, you walk into a town in spain right that was a no that was later. different yeah. Okay, yeah this was yeah. this was the more ancient town okay. oyentaytambo is more like preserved in like the the Incan and like the Incan memory mm-hmm. more so. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to like go through the markets and things like that. Um, and then I think we ended up, we ended up having dinner at that. That's when we ate the alpaca. At the, at the train station? At the train station. Yeah. There was a train station walking distance from our hotel, Paracatampu. Yeah, but it was nice. Um, it was yo, very nice. Very nice. Station. Oh, well, yeah. It the, looked um, like a, it looked almost like something out of like um, a Christmas story, right? The train station. It was kind of like an old. It, it reminded me of like a 19, like 20s yeah. type, like, um, you know, restaurant. They had good yeah. drinks in there. They Beautiful had good restaurant. Yeah. We had good wine. We had really good wine. Good wine. Yeah, of course. Of course we did. South America. But they got it from uh, Argentina. Yeah. Because uh, Peru, we were told by Milagros that Peru isn't really known for its wine. Yeah. Um, they get it from Argentina, Argentina and Chile. Chile, right? So. Um, Although we, the uh, Chileans and the Peruvians don't Oh, they don't like get along. Yeah. No, they, apparently there was a, like a civil war. Well, over civil a coastline. War, but there was a war over a coastline yeah. and all this, you know. 
know, they don't like. That's right. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. That's, Learn something new every day. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we had dinner there and it was tremendous. Um, I ended up getting, that's how I tried the alpaca. I didn't get like an alpaca, like right off the bat. They offered like a flight of meats and it was uh, like filet mignon or like beef beef filet and uh alpaca and then what was the other thing i don't even remember i don't remember there was like three a, tr- a triplet of of different meats it was good because we were hungry yeah and it was so drinks. good yeah yeah it was China. really really good and then we went back to our cozy little hotel and, and rested up for the next day which was really cool and this is all building up to our hike of machu picchu which we'll get into because yeah. machu picchu was its own they, thing they do a build up yeah but like but nothing prepares you for what it is. No, but we were like, again, like we'll get into it, but we were, we were, we were good. Yeah. Like, we we ran up the mountain. Sprint up the mountain. But it also <laughs> wasn't like, we had no, I think part of the, and again, like we just said, we'll talk about this when we get there. But I think part of the, the reason why we were able to move up the mountain so fast was because we like, didn't know like how long it was. We didn't know how much more we had ahead of us. We didn't know, like not knowing is bliss. Not you know, knowing, ignorance is bliss. Not knowing is bliss, but I think that like, we just, you know, luckily we like to you know work out mm-hmm. and we're you know in pretty decent shape to where like honestly i didn't yeah it, it was it was like a it, it wasn't that bad it wasn't no, it, no it was it was just like i mean we made it we'll get there we'll get into that we'll get into yeah that. we'll get into that but, but okay um, so day three uh we went to morai which is like an ancient i don't know what i don't know how you uh, they're like terraces that's what they're called terraces and morai is like such a you know instagram dream i mean it's like circular terraces and um they call it the navel of the earth because it's like such a beautiful circular grassland i guess you could say and it just has like different steps of terraces and apparently they would farm on the terraces and there was like irrigation systems and things like that and it all kind of like you know there's microclimates on each one of the tarot ter- terraces so that one was really cool and then we went to the salt mines yeah. Remember the salt mines? Oh, I remember the salt mines. Salt mines yeah. were so cool. They're like little square um like salt bath things. I guess like the water comes yeah. and then it makes the salt deposits. Oh, by the way, people still use these today. Oh yeah. 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 Like a, a, a lot of ancient the Incan Empire, like what they left behind is still used by people today. Yeah. The, for example, the salt mines. Yeah. And where they had um they had tombstones or like um right? Tombstones, not tombstones. What I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about what like graveyards like oh, yeah. in the mountains themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was different. That was like Incan, Incan yes. sacrificial Yes, yes. They mummies. don't do that now. But, My, yeah. but now, like, they're like, oh, yeah. And he, in some of them, you can look in. You can, yeah, you can see like they some sacri- of the They used still, to like, do yeah. human sacrifice. And they would sacrifice typically young girls, young people. Yeah, if you were young and attractive, yeah. you're going to get you sacrificed. sacrificed to <laughs> yeah. the gods of the land and gods of the mountains. Yeah. And they would put them, um, they would bury them in the mountainsides. And right. then they found them like, you know, obviously recently somewhat recently the past hundred years they found them and they were like perfectly preserved mummies because they were in the side of the mountain and being protected from like all the elements yeah so it was pretty wild and yeah they pretty much took them out of the side of the mountain and they were just like people like they were just like dead mummies like holding their legs like in a ball i mean it's just wild you see it in like you see it in the museums and it's really cool but yeah the salt mines are like little squares um and like they're on the side, again, the side of a mountain again. Cusco is so mountainous that everything we did was on the side of a mountain. And yeah. apparently the salt mines are passed down in families. So mm-hmm. if you have like a, a square of the salt mine, like you're like very well off. 
Like you're very like you can make a lot of money just by like, having. And if you need salt, you just go salt. go to your square. You, get you salt. go to your like, square, we harvest. That, right? yeah, yeah, you harvest the salt, and then you can sell it like for a lot of money. So these like little salt squares, like they're not for sale right now. Like they just get handed down in families, which I find so cool. But we ended up eating at a restaurant uh, that had like a little great. They served all their food with like a little um, cheese grater. It was like a miniature cheese grater and like a, a hunk of the salt from the salt mines, and you just grate the salt yeah. over your food, which was just, I mean. Such and a real the experience. Salt, like, just like so. Oh yeah, it was like yeah. the best sea salt you've ever had. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Again, another Instagram dream because they're all all the salt mines are like pink and brown and beige. Mm-hmm. So it's like just such a beautiful thing to look at and walk on. Um, the weather that day was really cool too. I remember it was uh like kind of chilly out. Yeah, we had, like our rain jackets on. S- somewhat overcast. Yeah, it was perfect for that. And I believe that afternoon we went and visited the lady with the chicha. Right, it was um, that same afternoon. I, I don't know. It was, it some, was at some was, point yeah. in the beginning of our trip. Yeah, wait, don't the the the. The alcohol yeah yeah so Chicha. so it's like it's pretty cool because then you so it was like one of the afternoon activities you went and you sat down at With like, like this woman's this, house this wasn't like a bar but it's yeah. like where people go to get chicha which is the drink that um you drink and you get pretty i guess pretty pretty nice off of but like the farmers drink it every day to stay like hydrated yeah. somehow it's alcoholic so it's like i tried to yeah, ask so you drink it all day so you're drunk farming but, well no i tried no they're not because they're so used to it she said they're just used to like having that level of alcohol in their beverages that they're just like we don't you know they probably perform better too on it yeah i yeah. don't know but i ad- tried to ask milagros if it was similar to like kombucha but i don't think she knows what kombucha is no so because you know how kombucha has like that fermented and it's like very slightly <clears throat> alcoholic i was right. like oh is this like kombucha and like these people are just drinking it for one no, was- she's like no it's like actually like six percent alcohol i was like oh it's like a, it's like a, it's like a juice drink you yeah know? it's got i think everything it's got sugar it's, it's got made from corn electrolytes made from corn it's made from corn so you can get yellow chicha you can get um purple chicha you can mm-hmm. get any like you know orange like any any type right. of corn that you've seen any color corn that you that you've seen in like fields growing wildly you can get chicha that color right. so she let us have like a little shot glass of it and i was like can i have more? it was really good yeah yeah you're kind of like all right it's like we have like a glass now of and it she's, and like, she's like no, no you can't like, so you want us to play these drinking games because there was, there was games outside <laughs> yeah. Play, like Peruvian drinking games to play and it was yeah. cool I was like, all right so, but we had like a sip of chicha each can we each get a glass like no i'm like no, i'm like listen, I'm like, listen to she's like it's reckless you know who you're messing with. this is the party rock crew right here we can handle it i promise yeah but, but she was like no she's like i can't in good consciousness do that yeah no this was like um this was like apparently this woman she's like the best at what she does she's the best at making chicha so like we were in this woman's house it was her home yeah but she, she just was... opens it up to and that's that's how she makes a living she opens it up to the workers and the community to come and drink chicha after work and just hang out and play drinking games in her house and it was like literally like dirt floors like clay walls so like you have farmers who wake up and just get their chicha go up to wherever the hell yeah. is that they're working the mountains and then they drink their chicha all day long while farming come back from farming and continue to drink more chicha yeah it's like what you live off of yeah yeah and she it was like it was exactly how you would imagine like a native american home i mean it was the clay walls it was very like rudimentary yes and and to add to what you're saying carly too just to make our audience aware like the incan empire just imagine what a native american looks mm-hmm. like in yeah. the u.s you know or right. like um what they were like that's what that's exactly what these that's people exactly look like. what it is yeah. yeah um and if you see someone today i know a couple people up here who are like peruvian and i look at them I'm like yeah you know i can see it yeah that, you're definitely peruvian i got it yeah you know? they have you look that native, native american, american yes. look yes. yeah yeah so. but she um this woman was so sweet and uh you know we got a picture with her and everything and she had 
uh, guinea pigs running around on her floor, like Kui. Yeah. <laughs> gonna be made for dinner, which Poor is bastards. just so wild. Yeah. And uh, another cool thing is like, she obviously wasn't the only person that sells chicha. There was a bunch of other people in the community that make it. And the way that you tell is if people are selling chicha or making chicha, they hang like a, a stick with a red bag at the end of it, like a red what is it? What would you call that? I don't even know. Like a red satchel at the end of it. And that's yes. how people know where to go get chicha. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, it's almost got like a speakeasy vibe to it. Cause it's just like, we're not going to like write, we have chicha here. We're just going to hang this like peculiar red satchel out of the window yes. or door. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was really, that was a really cool experience. I, yeah. No, that, that was, was cool. That was cool. Um, I thought, so yeah, all of that. And we also, I think that day or the day before we hiked um, another, you know, like uh, Incan ruins. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, again, that's what Carly was saying before. I think that um, everything that we were doing was partially due to work ourselves up to hiking Machu Picchu. Yeah. Um, Which yeah, happened the next day. Like, one of the next days. Yeah. yeah. We were, I think we were there for three or four days before we did it. But, yeah, yeah. we did it. Um, so then we... So we went higher up in altitude. Um, Machu Picchu is at about 7,800 feet altitude. Is it? I can't above sea I thought it was, above, like, 13,000 feet. Above sea level. No, 7,000. Okay. Yeah, and then the peak, I think you're right, the peak of uh the peak of the Andes is like up in like the 13, 14,000. Okay. Um I think we ended up making it after our hike. I think we were at like 11,000 because we were going straight up yeah. on our hike. Yeah. But, and it, well, it was fine too because we'd be hiking or we'd be even driving at certain like certain like we saw a million Incan ancient Incan ruins yep. like, all over the country. So this is all leading up and and also after Machu Picchu. Yeah. But um, there was times where we'd be fine when we'd be thinking about it, all of a sudden they boom like hit by gravity like yeah. oh my god I'm floored right now. Yeah. And they <laughs> like, have a remedy for that the <laughs> the coca leaf which we did which is what cocaine did, is made out of. Did we do that or no? They offered like the whole leaf. Yeah. They would put put it in like little baskets and bathrooms yeah. and stuff and you could just take one and put like put it between your teeth and just chew on it right they also make tea out of it okay um and to be clear this isn't cocaine i mean this is this is before it becomes cocaine so it's just more like an herb um but yeah if you uh if you dry it out and uh reduce it into dust it becomes cocaine but anyway so we ended up making our way to aguas calientes which is the town that machu picchu overlooks and we ended up staying in a really cool hotel there too um it was called hotel costa del sol um that? that was the one in, at machu picchu oh but that was after we hiked that was in aguas Aguas Calientes. Yes, but that yeah. was after we hiked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting there. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just jumping ahead. So yeah, this is the town. Aguas Calientes is the town. I'm sorry. Machu Picchu overlooks Aguas Calientes, and Aguas Calientes is like a really cool like town square. Um, it kind of looks like it's very I can't nice. even describe it. I mean, it's over a river. The Yurubamba River runs right through the town, mm-hmm. and that's a source of uh you know food water all that stuff you know the people up there eat a lot of trout because you can get a lot of trout out of the river but yeah our uh our hotel was in a really cool spot it was like in a little plaza like there were kids playing soccer and there were restaurants and nightlife and little you know vendors and things like that oh it was nice it was really cool yeah but um we took so we chose to do the day hike of machu picchu so it did take us the whole day like 12 hours well it took us like five and a half to get to do it but we took a bus first we took a bus first to get to the starting point of our hike so no we took a train we got off the train and then we that were, was in aguas and, calientes and then we were like ready to go up the mountain right. it was at the very bottom of the mountain right we departed the train there was like a small area of like oh yeah this is where the incans would know like that oh yeah, yeah. Go this way and then we started the hike that's right there was a bus to take us back down so we hiked all the way up the mountain to machu picchu hit machu picchu and mm-hmm. then 
took a bus all the way down to Agos Calientes. Right. Right. And then stayed the night. And then the next day, since we already did the climb. Yeah, we did the climb. And just to (laughs) just to touch briefly on the climb, we did it. So Milagros does this once a week. She does that climb at least. Yeah. Which is insane um, because it was extremely taxing. Even for us, it was, you know, it was a a fight. You're dealing with with altitude. There were a couple like uh, passes of the mountain where you had to literally walk like a tightrope to get by. Those were the uneasy paths. What? It was like uneasy. Yeah. And then there were like land bridges and like waterfalls and things like that. And then there was like a monkey climb that was like you had to get on all fours and physically climb up this like these rocks with no harness, nothing. It was just like. Um, oh, yeah. We did that multiple times. Multiple times. It's like, okay, to get up to this part, you now you have to climb, climb with your, on hands your hands and, your, and rock climb up. Right. And it's, it's just like. And she's like, are you gonna, right. are you guys going to be okay? Because if you can't, like there's an alternate route, but it's going to take another hour or whatever. And we're like, no. We're like, we can no, climb this. We're right up this. Yeah. So we climb it <laughs> and then um we get to Machu Picchu, which for those of you who don't know, Machu Picchu is the lost city of the Incan Empire. And it's like the most tremendous like sight. Yeah. It's literally like you can see it's a it's a city. Like it's there city. was, yeah. there's town, there's houses, there's temples, there's, you know, you can just kind of see that something, some people were there and they just like evacuated. They were just out. Yeah. Yeah. because the Spaniards were coming, obviously. Um, I mean, that's one of the things to take down their think, rulers. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you had a bunch of different, you know, tribes fighting each other and rulers fighting each other, and then you had the colon, the you know, colonial people coming in to take over, and they just kind of beat feet out of there, and they just left it, and it's just been like that since a million years, not a million years, but a long time ago. Yeah. Well, well, the funny thing is too, like in the early nineteen, like nineteen twelve, um, an explorer trying to find. I don't know if it was Machu Picchu. They or were trying some to find something city. else, and they came across it. Yeah, came across that, and then found that there was a Peruvian family living in one of the houses. The yeah, way. but but the entire city of Machu Picchu was covered in like grass and yeah, trees. yeah, grass and trees, and, and yeah, just um like just brush um because no one had been there since the actual ancient Incans evacuated. Right. Yeah, other than this one small like Peruvian family living in one of the houses. Right. So, but it was apparently like a there was a very clear hierarchy in the architecture of it. Like you know, oh, you yeah. could see where the the temples where you could see where the priests live because the priests were the of highest course. order they of were course. like the very top tippy top of the social ladder yep. and then you know your families your officers things like that all lived below and uh i mean it was really breathtaking we got some really cool gopro pictures from the top of it um oh it's, it's amazing we walked around and just to give you an idea of like how much there is to see we ended up coming back the next day and exploring the whole like really seeing the whole thing because yeah. by the time we finished our climb we were like exhausted exhausted and yeah Milagros is like I just want you to see it from the top and then we'll come back tomorrow and kind of really get into like you know what's here and like museums and things like that because there's other like artifacts and stuff that we can see like more in depth so yeah we uh we went back to the hotel and we just passed out for hours that it was, was like early in nice, the evening it yes it was also like a very nice hotel yeah and like i was like this is exactly what we need right now yeah we just beautiful shower yeah and also just to back backpedal a little bit um i recommend like actually having like maybe climbing and hiking gear to do this in <laughs> Uh, and of course, like have have like actual hiking boots. See, Paul and I were like, yeah, we want to pack all that shit. So we basically did it running in sneakers, running sneakers, a pair of shorts, and a t-shirt. Oh, we also hiked it in record time too. But yeah, uh. and our <laughs> Milagros was like, you guys don't have like any hiking gear at all. Like you don't even have correct hiking shoes. We're like, what? We're like, we're like, we do. We just didn't feel like bringing them on the plane. Yeah, it was <laughs> so, like too heavy. They you down. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, okay. We were kind of we were like record holders for Milagros. We came, and she's like. 
like, I have now I have to call the hotel because we're going to be early. And, you know, I yeah. didn't I thought we were going to take another three hours. And we're like, I also almost slipped off the mountain a couple of times. Oh, my God. Due to the fact that I was wearing running shoes. And yeah. Not like a jerk. Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And like also like if you fall off the mountain like that's it. Sayonara. That's it. See, yeah. <laughs> like, so. Which it's happened before. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently um, they close off that that one pass because people kept falling off of it. <laughs> Remember? People kept falling off. Of it? They had a yeah. they, there was one pass. Yeah. And Milagros was like, see, you can see they cut it off. They roped it off. Yeah. Because you fall. You're going people, straight down. Because people would like be stupid and like run she said that there was one person that tried to get one of those jumping pictures like yeah. instagram jump and like fell down like it's like and like fell to their death but it's like that's darwin at work okay like that's just thinning of the herd like then, stop being stupid <laughs> yeah well then then and some of the areas too like where the rocks were it was a little bit slippery uh, but then we were turning around because uh basically what happened was milagros took us down through a valley to where they where they believed that the last incans like evacuated through yeah um from machu picchu yeah so you see that you turn around oh, and yeah. then there was there was this older lady like <laughs> shouldn't have been there scared as shit shaking like hu- like hugging the wall she and i like came face to face and like I was on one side and she was on another. And like, there was a time where only one of us was going to be able to hold on to the wall. And Milagros was like, you really shouldn't cross this without holding on to the wall. So I'm like, okay, well, only one of us can. And this woman's looking at me like, bitch, I am not letting go of this wall so you can let go. Like, you will be letting go. And I was like, okay. So I just let go and I walked around her and I was fine. But there was just some people there that were just like so out of touch. And but just... you, you you really need to be careful. Yeah. Like, I, you would think that like, that they would put like ropes around the whole area, like to make sure that no one could actually fall off like literally right. i slipped a couple times due to my stupid ass shoes and i'm like what if i like, slipped harder than that right you know like it's very so you, you need to be careful um i know it sounds somewhat scary but uh it, it is there's times where you just need to be careful um about where you're walking because the the trail itself gets very narrow yeah and then that one area that we're talking about um with other tourists um you can get some people who are not doing too well mentally and physically mm-hmm. and yeah. you just need to be careful because obviously yeah. they can be a well, because there's idiots everywhere. So. And there's also idiots everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, Carly, yeah. Are you going to finish that glass? I am, Because I am. I'm like on my third glass right now. I am, I, I am. I we dove have into so the much, Adele. We have so much to talk about. I know, but we don't have forever. I know, but we have so much to talk about. So let's go on to the next thing. I know. I'm um, just saying, by the way, it is full body. Oh, okay. okay. Great. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Um, Excellent. So then we finished uh, <coughs> looking at, we, well, those two days we took looking at Machu Picchu. Then we finally had a chance to see like Cusco and like the craft markets. Remember when Milagros brought us around like yes. the, it, and it was very Spanish. That was very, very Spanish looking you could tell it was a spanish colony because you know the white buildings the square the town square the cathedrals the cathedrals oh yeah the catholic <clears throat> catholic churches is one of the biggest signs of uh colonization but yeah it was uh you know we ate at a killer restaurant right in the heart of cusco you know we ate was, it was, was tremendous yeah. yeah everything we everywhere we ate was great had lots of lomo saltado which we've talked about on this podcast yeah, before and now that. we can't stop eating it even yeah. in the states but yeah we got to see kind of uh the the markets where you can go and buy fresh vegetables um um, you know, and there's traders there that do qui, they do um, beef, they do cheese, they do pasta, rice, all kinds of stuff. And you can easily tell that the people that live there now are, are able to go to this like open air market and pretty much get whatever they need. And, and I'm talking from candy to, you know, fireworks to, you know, any really anything you could ever want. They had clothing, they had textiles, things like that. Um, it was really cool. That day was really cool because we were able to see a lot of uh, the culture and stuff. Yeah. And uh, by this time, I was fluent in Spanish, so it mm-hmm. was uh, it was pretty great. Yeah. Julian married me not knowing that I was uh, at one time in my life fluent in Spanish. Yeah, well, then we're in 
Peru for a few days and here you go. And I feel like a jackass. Like, why don't I know another language? I should, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's super embarrassing as Americans that we don't. But anyway, yeah. that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Straight I, fail. Uh, Straight fail. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I made it my mission with Milagros. I was like, Milagros, like, I want you to speak to me only in Spanish. She's like, okay. And like, she just would help me. Like, you know, of course, not when we were learning about the Incans because I need like English for that. But like, when we were just talking, like Julian and I would just, <laughs> like Julian would see me talk to her and she talked to me back. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, you talking shit about me? Yeah. <laughs> Because both of them would give me this look. I'm like, I know you're talking shit about me. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's amazing how like, because I came out of college pretty much fluent in Spanish, but obviously if you don't use it, you lose it. And I hadn't been using it. I haven't been using it for the past however many years since it's been since I was in college. I don't want to discuss that either. But once I was in Peru for a couple of days, my Spanish just kind of picked up where it left off, which was really cool. It was really refreshing to, to do that. Yeah. So once, once we finished up in Cusco, we made our way back to Lima. So we had to fly back to Lima and then we were picked up by our next tour guide, uh, Carlos. He was an, he was actually an American transplant. He lived in, Oh, we flew back to Lima? Yeah. 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 He lived uh, New York. in New York. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He lived in New York. His parents were from Peru. He ended up moving back to Peru and just kind of living the sweet life down there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a, he's a tour guide in Lima and he ended up taking us to Paracas, which was the beach town that we stayed at. We stayed at the Hilton there. It was freaking stunning it was beautiful um amazing i feel like peru's best kept secrets are its beaches i mean the beaches were just there was nobody there incredible yeah beautiful beach beautiful beach uh beautiful hotel resort with a pool and whatever so that's when we requested our relaxation (laughs) so we got like a like a day maybe a little less was that after the the plane ride? that was after the nazca line plane ride and dune buggy explain explain both (laughs) why do i you want to explain one all right so what would you first the plane ride you you describe the dune buggies no let me start let me describe the plane ride okay um so the dune buggies we did like sand dune exploration and it was like a uh, it was like a caged dune buggy where we drove around in the desert of Paracas and then we went sandboarding down one of the huge deserts. Um, yeah. Also, there was, was no like adventure. real like, guidance or regulation to that either. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, just go. There was sand in like my <laughs> mouth. It was great. So we did that for half of the day and then the other half we went to a mini airport and we flew on the Nazca lines, which was... Uh, um, was that all the same day? I thought it was two different days. No, we huh. moved it to the same day because we wanted one day oh, to yeah, just yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, Doom Buggies, we were like, what, we were like basically sand surfing. Sand surfing, yeah, on these like boards. Yeah. I, ordinarily, I would have stood up on it, but I was like, nah, my, this nah. knee here. Well, I'm plus like, it, was, it was like a straight shot all the way down. Yeah, this knee though. I, I didn't know if my knee was going to hang up. Okay, hold up to it. But then we went to this uh, plane ride, which the idea of the plane ride is to take you around certain parts of Peru to where the, the desert desert and land to where there is these ancient symbols drawings yeah, drawings in right in the sand and in, in the grass right or just sand it was just in the sand they're okay. so deep and so like there's multiple ones the, like the weather it's so weird because nobody knows where they came from or like well yeah so that's saying no one knows no one quote unquote knows where these designs came some from some people say it's <clears> aliens <throat> some people say it's Incans some people right. say it depends like and, and you, uh, you can only truly see it from the sky from the sky they're so, so big that like people are like uh, the people that have studied it are Oh, have always said that it's physically impossible for a human to have done it, but they also said it was physically impossible for the humans to build the cities that they were building, right. with the rocks which and everything, did. which they did. So I, it's up for speculation. Perfect, they're in perfect condition yeah. today, though. Yeah. So, um, but they're they're all like animals. Yep. They were like monkey. There was a cat. There was a spider. Yeah. Um, a lizard, a fish, and like you could see, clearly see that it was like it's not one of those things where you like look up at the clouds and you're like, oh, that cloud looks like a bear. No, it was like expl- like very clearly in the sand. Like, oh yeah, that's a spider. 
Yeah. Oh, drawing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. They're in, they're in great condition. Yeah. Um, but the the plane ride itself, there was like twelve people on board. It was a very small oh, plane. Oh yeah, but they had to weigh us before. Remember? Right. It was a very small plane. It was what uh, was it? No, it was a single engine plane. I think. Yeah. And um, single. Yeah, single <clears> file. Yeah. So seats. I've never, never, ever been sick on a plane before, <laughs> and this is the only time to where I was like, wait a minute, I'm starting to feel like I might throw up. Yeah. And there was, I look, I'm looking around. There's so many people like looking like they're gonna throw up on a plane. No one threw up. Like, Luckily, I think no one threw up, right? Maybe one person did, maybe? Or no, no I don't think anybody did. But because you were going left and you're going right. Yeah. I've been on some planes before. And this one, like, I don't know what it was, but I remember, like, praying, like, please don't throw up right now on this damn flight. Like, yeah. please make it through. <laughs> you know? So finally, like, we did our tour. We wrapped it up. We flew straight back and we landed. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, like, thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's over. But it was it was an amazing It experience. was cool. Yeah. Because, again, like, it's one of those things that just, like, you think about it. You're like, well, where did they come? Where did those drawings come from? And, like why hasn't the weather like eroded them away yep no like, they've just been there forever yep. yeah um apparently like obviously you can only see them from the sky so we have we didn't know they were there until we were able to fly right so i think like early 1900s um you know it was probably when they were first discovered but they'd been there for oh archaeologists did tests on them and they'd been there for hundreds and hundreds so like of years beginning, beginning of man yeah and just go back to incan's were they this the first civilization they were the first civilization weren't they in south america they were considered the first civilization. No, I don't think so, because you have Mesopotamia and right. I thought, I thought they were considered the first civilization. I don't know. I don't remember hearing that, but maybe. Okay. I don't know. Well, we should. They're an ancient them. civilization. We know that. Yes, but even like I thought they were like I thought the Aztecs, and apparently they were older than the Aztecs. Yeah. 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 I mean, we um we also spent some time with. I forgot to mention this when we back when we were in Cusco, we went and see saw the ladies. Remember the ladies. The ladies. The ladies. The uh, the, singers? the singing ladies. I remember the singing ladies. Singing yeah. ladies. Yeah, we went out one night after dinner. Milagros took us to a market to buy um, alpaca textiles. Um, we ended up. I ended up getting like a scarf. I mean, it's like the softest scarf I own. They were also harvesting guinea pigs and and things like that. Poor bastard. But these ladies, they were Incan women. They don't know how to read. Don't know how to write. Um, don't speak English. They don't speak Spanish either. And they don't speak Spanish. They speak Quechua. Yeah. So. It was critical to have Milagros there because she was able to translate for us because her first language is Quechua, which is wild. You know, you know what though? Like it's funny too, but they sure as hell knew how to yeah. how to handle like an iPad, a credit card, for, yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for credit card payments. Yeah, yeah, but I think that that's just kind of a byproduct of just doing it. That's what they do for a living. Yeah. Like they, yeah. That's what the women do there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in those older civilizations, it's still kind of sticks that these women don't do anything but make textiles and, you know, harvest things and whatever. Let's talk about their, their hair. Their and hair. And why their face doesn't age. So, allegedly, this is what... And Milagros was telling us this too, and I'm just kind of like, did they just really think we're really dumb Americans and they could pull one over on us? But I think it's legit. They said that... So, these women were in their, what, 60s, you would say? 50s, 60s? Yeah. At least 60s. And they had pitch black hair. So, not a single gray hair on their head and their skin was like i mean great quality hardly any wrinkles they just like in a nutshell they looked a lot younger than they than they are and milagro said that uh there's a a potato a cousin of the potato it's some sort of a root vegetable that they would grind down into like a paste and they use it on their hair to keep it black and they use urine on their face <laughs> to keep it wrinkle free now i am i am a wrinkle free type of bitch but i'm not putting pee pee on my face like, I'm not putting pee-pee on my face. Are you putting pee-pee on your face? No. No. I think I'd rather be wrinkly. 
And you know how I like my my facial moisturizers and, yeah. like that, and I'm not putting piss on my <laughs> no, face. No, no pee, no pee pee, so. no pee pee on the face. But um, but yeah, that's what she and they swore. They were like, yeah, that's what we do. We put pee on our face, our urine. We we keep it and we put it on our face and our skin to keep it young. And we use this potato cousin to make our hair black. Hair and I was like, jet black, jet black, not and a single gray hair, not a single wrinkle on their face, right? For any reason, tan, very tan, and sun like you could tell the sun had hit them but no wrinkles but yeah this uh i tried to ask milagros of course my brain's like the wheels are turning i'm like well how do i monetize this uh this potato starch thing um because women in america would go or women in the united states would go batch it for something like that and she was like oh don't worry like you know people in peru have tried that but you can't it turns out this vegetable is so temperamental that you can't even ship it from peru to the states to make something like that like you can't huh. Yeah. You can't, yeah. There's no it's way to do them. it. It's all for them. Yeah. So that was really cool. But yeah, the rest of our trip was kind of just relaxing by the by the beach and hanging out and uh, drinks in the pool. Drinks in the pool, and then we had to uh, to make our trek back to Lima to catch our flight back to the states. Um, yep. Which was really unfortunate. It was like such an awesome trip. I mean, we had so much fun. Yeah, but the, the drive back to Lima was amazing too. Just like the sea, everything. Like, yeah. There's certain like and there's it was certain, like a three hour drive. There's certain beach town like beach cities. I'll say like yeah. small beach cities that, that like all the buildings are white stone and it's yeah. just like really beautiful to look at yeah you know, and admire and yeah like to, to just drive by and, it was great yeah yeah no complaints at all so then well we got back to lima did we fly and we flew out that night didn't we yeah 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 we flew out yeah. that very same night back to uh i'm back to, back to reality yeah we, well, we flew into miami Mm-hmm. So then we had some. We had a couple hours. Oh uh, yeah, we went to South Beach. Yeah, we went. We're like, we'll just go. But South it rained Beach. and it was just a pain. Yeah, but it, it rained, but then it didn't because it's Miami. Yeah, so like, but it was funny. Had breakfast. Um, it, we should we'll tell this story. So we took an Uber. Oh god, from the airport this is a good South one. Beach. This is a good story. And you know how Miami is a large, very large Cuban Cuban culture. So they're speaking Spanish. Carly's been speaking Spanish the entire time. While in Peru. <laughs> I am now a Spaniard. I yeah. have now yeah. so, <laughs> transcended into a Latinx. So let's just say that we picked up one resident who was you can tell cuban as well she was going to work i think she was a nurse and then we were driving um to the hospital slash to south beach and some asshole cuts us off in the uber right mm-hmm. and the uber driver is straight pure cuban from cuba like yesterday and uh, go ahead well yeah it was like a it was kind of a struggle like they were cutting each other off and then this pickup truck that was next to us had the last laugh and just kind of cut our guy off and then we ended up next to him at a light and our guy just rolls down the window and he fucking went off on this guy went like berserk now there was another uh, like julian said there was another girl in the car and she just had her headphones in so i'm not even sure she heard everything that was going on but i mean she had to have seen like the gesturing and everything so i like my eyes are huge because i hear what he's saying to this guy and julian's looking at me like what because he has no idea and so freaking idiot so he so he beeps the horn and we drive we zoom away so we drop this nurse or a hospital worker off at the hospital and the driver's like i'm so sorry like for my behavior this and that and julian's looking at me like what is he apologizing for like what did he say and i was like i mean you could tell he was angry but you like you didn't know what he said unless you speak spanish so we get dropped off in south beach and he doesn't say anything to us because he just assumes that neither Stupid one of us ass gringos yeah 100 yeah, yeah. which is 90 percent of the time true um like 99 percent of the time true, and yeah. so he doesn't say anything to us and he just lets us out and I, we get out of the car and i'm like oh my god and julian's like what and i'm like just let no, him drive away let him drive away i want you to say something to him in spanish 
Spanish I saying know. goodbye. So he knew that because no, you you told me what he said like right after he did whisper in my ear. Oh yeah. So I knew. Did what I? He, yeah, you did. Oh. So I knew what he said the whole time, right? Oh, so yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to get you to say something to him in Spanish on on our way out, so that he knew that you knew. No, what, yeah. So that he knew that you knew what he said. That doesn't get me anything. So no. I just thought it'd be ironic and funny. Yeah. So it. I'm not even gonna repeat what he said. Yeah. It's too Fine, much for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. but <laughs> If you want to know, hit me up. Yeah. WJT Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> WJT Podcast at gmail.com. And I'll tell you on there. Actually, not via email, but I'll tell you on Instagram. Or just you you know, send us a text or just you know, <laughs> yeah. give us a call. Send whatever. me a carrier pigeon asking because I can't have this on the internet. <laughs> no. Um, but what he said was so appalling. And it's nothing that I've ever heard any road rage in the States. I've never heard anything Pretty like damn it. Like, it was bad. Yeah. It was aggressive. Like, like damn, he said yeah, that? Yeah, he said that. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's why that guy was so mad. <laughs> Julian was like, well, now I see why that guy was so mad. But yeah, so that pretty much brought our trip to an end and we've been raving about it ever since we tell everybody you know make it put it on your bucket list it's the best trip ever and i found out actually when we got back once we posted a bunch of pictures and stuff i found out that actually quite a bit of people that we know have have machu picchu on their bucket list yes. and they really want to see it which i totally understand because it's they awesome it. so yeah that uh that'll wrap it up i feel like we've been talking we've well we've been talking for about an hour that's a little sus but uh expected from the uh peru trip because that was one of our favorites yeah yeah so i was just pouring the rest of the wine um yeah peru is definitely i would say it's up there yeah it's up there well we say this every time we i mean it's so up there. we I mean, say this every time we do a travel vlog we're like oh yeah it's top three like, like <laughs> top three amazing would definitely go back would definitely go back there was yeah there was one time where i did go to brazil for a little while but that was only for like work so like i i, like, I would love to go back there i would with, love to go to the galapagos islands or the galapagos yeah but we did see a little portion of what they call peru's galapagos we saw the sea lions yeah yeah did we ever i know we didn't ever went together but do we ever get into europe that we because both of us have been to Europe, you know? Yeah. Did we ever, like... No, we're going to do a separate travel vlog for that. You know, we'll do one where we finally do our Scandinavian trip. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Huh. That's what we'll do. God willing, we go on that trip. But. I hope that this story was interesting for some of you. I know that, that some of the history stuff can be boring. I know it's not really up everybody's alley. But, I mean, the country has so much to offer that I think if you're trying to see as much of the world as you can, it's definitely one of those ones that you want to put on your list. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. it's amazing. It's got so much to offer. The people are great. We can't speak highly enough about it no absolutely amazing yeah but we're definitely gonna uh come back and do some more of these travel vlogs we're gonna try and keep them to like space them out so that they're maybe like once a month so that people can kind of hear our trips and stuff yeah no and we are actually we are doing a small trip at the end of this month carly i know we talked about this last episode yeah we're going to disney yeah again so we will definitely we'll do a disney uh we'll blog about covid tips, disney tips and uh tips and tricks for disney um but yeah this one was uh, definitely one for the books, and if you're a if you're a travel wanderlust like us, highly recommend. Yeah. D by the way, DM us and let us know what is good. Yeah. And where else? Let to us know to. what. Yeah. Let us know what trips you've been on. What trips have been the most memorable? Best places to go? Because we're always in the market again once we're allowed in other countries, which we are not currently. Yeah. Well, maybe one day. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, guys, thank you again for tuning in. Please remember to DM us about anything. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Anything and everything. And then if you have any things that, any places that we should go specifically, let us know. Yeah, because um, we're kind of like in this position where we can just, you know, fly away. We can be. No. Maybe it's our full-time thing. Not yet. One day. <laughs> One day. All right, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Stay safe. And um, remember this. We're just talking. Perfect. Hosted on dimlywit.com.